Hello and welcome to a special episode of Illuminati Philosophy. This episode is a conversation with Reed Clark, it's mostly about censorship, but it's about pretty much just our perceptions and experiences in comedy and what happens when you keep it too real. In your scene, sleepy as fuck. I should get home, but yeah. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, or start doing open mics, because it's pretty much what the point of this podcast is, is to help people realize that rules really don't matter. Like, rule breakers and people who fly against the popular narrative are always the ones who rise up. Like that quote about saying, kites don't fly with the wind, they fly against it. So, if the wind is blowing in a certain direction you have no choice but to usurp that as an artist if you really want to get strike a nerve and i guess become successful but i don't define success as other people to me success is just doing things and not caring which seems like a counterintuitive measure because people who focus only on their craft and they actually do have passion for it are very financially successful but to me finance doesn't matter as long as your message gets taken or not taken your message pretty much gets sent out there and it doesn't matter how you send it out or ugh, ugh, I forgot where I was going with that but yeah whatever You'll find out about it later. It's a long podcast. I don't want to do a really long intro because it's about an hour. I don't know how long Anchor uploads work for. But, yeah. Plus, I want to play video games. I got 22% battery life. Might as well get another chicken dinner on PUBG. You can find me on there, too, at Anton LeBay. I'll show it to you. If you fucking message me on this app, because if you download the Anchor podcast app, you can send voice messages, and I can respond to them like a little voicemail of whatever you would like me to talk about or anything you want me to clear up i'll try to do that to the best of my ability but know that i like to be kind of cryptic and unknowable that's what gods are you can't really pin us down to human ideologies because we're kind of way past that doing god shit means you're creating and destroying metaphorically everything that comes in your immediate area which is your world like people say oh you're not a guy you think you can invent animals no that's not what being a god is being a god means just not conforming which hopefully more people do like the less people conform the quicker all these government systems will change because they're going to try to figure out a way to keep it smooth and simple for commerce purposes. But commerce is a big trick, so don't worry about it. I don't know. <laughs> Ramble. I'm sober right now, but sleepy, so I'm not even going to try to be thought-provoking because I can barely think in this rainstorm that's happening. But yes, courage and love. <laughs> I don't know. Like last couple of months, I finally started getting paid gigs. Oh, on gig salad. 
just from Facebook. I got banned off Facebook, and I made like three hundred dollars in one weekend. And I was Ooh. like, "Holy shit!" But now I can't get it back. I was like, "The only way to get booked is to get banned." How did that work out though? Like, I, I, I have a gig salad too. So like, mm-hmm. would you just say you were more involved with it, and then it started working? Or? Oh no, I just. Uh, me and my homeboy Jordan, we made a roast video where we were just going through Google and had a screen capture going so I can, like, whatever's on my phone, people could see on Facebook Live and hear my audio. Oh, and nice. First thing we were making fun of was a tranny bodybuilder. Oh, you smoked too. Yep. Like Chain and like Dave Chappelle. See, you're already fucking up, bro. You can't say tranny. Uh-huh. Or Chain and Chain Smoke. He just, just smokes like for half a pack before he goes on stage. You can't say tranny. Oh, tranny, yeah. Yeah, that's what, maybe the first part. But it was like a bodybuilding competition. So the gr- imagine Terry Crews with two little B-cup titties just sitting on top of his muscles. And I was like, this shit is hilarious. Saying tranny is only cool if you're talking about it like a inter, like a mixed-gendered uh, mechanical competition. Mm-hmm. That's the only time you can use the word tranny. But I actually fucked him, so I was like, I thought it was cool. I only put that one or two. Is so funny, cause I don't know if you remember, but I used to do a joke. It was about the bathroom law that was passed in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I went to Portland. I thought that shit was woke, and it was. I, you probably remember me doing it, cause I did it a while. It was like the Fetty Wap spoof, mm-hmm. uh, drag queen. Oh yeah. And I saw that video. I did it out there, and they did not like it. Mm-hmm. But every, like in in the specific area of Portland. I did it there before, like before I had like a run in, and I got like a note, like where a trans, like a trans woman was like, "I love that joke," and she wrote like "black tranny" in the back, like I'm quoting her. Yeah. And then it also got me a blowjob from a wonderful drag queen outside of a drag queen show. Oh yeah. But that's such a, like a tough defense. You can't be like, "No, I'm not. No, like I, I let a dude suck my dick." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> with the wig on <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm woke that is kind of how I got the job cause that's what happened like 57 people shared that roast video I was doing and it ended up being like 1500 views and that's what the, the trans the drag queen hostess on the show I'm on she saw it she like I thought it was fucking hilarious what he was doing so that's she gave me my first paid gig in Charlotte oh word it was a door split but we fucked up cause we hired a DJ that charged $150 so he uh. took most of the money <laughs> But it was fun. That's beautiful, though, that you, like, found someone. I don't know. Because, like, I'm always thinking that, like, liberals are capping for people that don't need their help. Mm-hmm. Like, if you let black people and other impoverished, disenfranchised people get together, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But it's just, like, these opinions of these people who aren't even in either of these worlds. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just so loud. Yeah, they try to, like, I got a new joke about, like, how I think, I don't really, I don't really care about blackface, because Jews invented blackface, so I was like, if you want to actually go after blackface, go to the people who started it in the fucking 30s, because they were like, alright, so black people are great at dancing, great entertainers, but white people are scared of them, so we gotta figure out a way to make right. money off of it, right. by paying a dude named Merv to do it for them. Which, but, I honestly... I have mixed feelings about blackface. I used to do this bit like, can I coon? Like, because mm-hmm. the whole term of cooning, and if you know the history of vaudeville and all that shit, mm-hmm. you recognize it, like, artistically as, like, it's like clown. Mm-hmm. Like, clowns are something, clowning is taught places. Like, clown school is really a thing. 
So like, why can't like cooning be an art form? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we look at black people who do basically like you know that's I always go to this that scene in Malcolm X where they're acting like dumb niggas and they get away with like a the cop stopping them. Mm-hmm. That's an art form. Yeah, or survival. Dumb. Yeah, code switching is like a defense mechanism against like like being too real not really too real but like if you try to be true and say everything like you want you probably just get fucked over right like we should sh- we should be celebrated for that mm-hmm. like being able to navigate through all the bullshit they try to put on us with playing dumb I think that should I don't know I think that's a beautiful art form that should be taught of course by black people now but like you know it's mm-hmm. just such a weird thing like the people wore blackface to try to do what we were doing to appease them yeah so they're pretending to be us pretending to be them mm-hmm. that's so meta <laughs> yeah and it's beautiful and it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like oh that nigga was cooning it should be like you saw that guy's cooning bit like that yeah. was impressive that was mm-hmm. some impressive cooning he's one of my favorite coons it's all art like i look at the world like it's just one big art project so anything anybody does is just like another version of art to me but it might be like clip art, but it's still trying to go for something that's gonna change the narratives or whatever. I was listening to a Michael Eric Dyson in the Breakfast Club interview. You mm-hmm. hear that yet? No. You should listen to it. But he makes really good points about that shit. Cause he's like, just cancel culture yeah. in general. It's a white supremacist concept, but we do it. Mm-hmm. Like we're basically doing the CIA's job for them these days. Yeah, the COINTEL Pro, like same thing with Martin yeah. Luther King. Like it was like, all right, you fucking all these girls in the room, so we're gonna try to shut you down. That is what we do to each other as entertainers now. And I wrote a paper about this. My professor doesn't think I I have identified the problem correctly, but I do think censorship amongst comedians is a problem in yeah. this industry. Biggest problem in Chapel Hill. <laughs> this is the place that has that. You see the like disclaimer on the list. About, like, oh, no. no misogyny, no racist, no uh, homophobic jokes. Nah. Like, what about other, the other icks? Uh, we started, like, like, you can't, no blasphemy. Like, you can make fun of Christians all you want, but any other group is, like, fake protected. But they're protecting them from things that they aren't even really that affected by. Like, they don't need your help. Mm-hmm. Like, there'll be people, there'll be gay people. Black gay people have some of the most wickedest dark sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like, for the most part, it'll be like white liberal gay people speaking for all the gay people. But it's like, you don't know what my cousin's well, like. Yeah, knock that down. Uh, <laughs> like, my cousin will go in on anybody and like hurt their feelings. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, his sexual preferences. It's just a matter of like, you know, can you hold your own? Are you funny? Are you mean enough? Yeah, yeah. Or let it roll off you. Like, they say that quote, that young quote, I think it is, but you're not what happens to you, how you respond to it. Right. And the best way to respond is just not caring or just not giving a fuck. But people actually have to respond in a way that makes you feel hurt or victimized. Yeah, people don't recognize, like, real threats. Mm -hmm. I used to stay posting random shit when I was going through shit, like, do you know your enemy? Mm-hmm. Just trying to quote their white white prophets against them. Are there? This is a tangent, mm-hmm. but are there any? Uh, this is a late night place to get food that's not fast food in this area. Does that exist? Down there is Time Out. They have like twenty four hour breakfast, so you can go in there and get like a chicken mm-hmm. biscuit. Is it like inexpensive? Though? 
Everything in Chapel Hill is expensive. This yeah. sucks. I want a nice little taco joint. I get a three dollar taco. Or is there a truck? They used to be like a taco truck that way, but they probably close up by one o'clock. Yeah, which is she's dead here. I feel mm-hmm. like it should be more popping. It's Thursday, I guess school, but Netflix fucked it up for everybody. Like most people would rather just sit in their apartments and do whatever they do, and they come out really late and get drunk, and they go back in. I think the community though can like combat that. Like mm-hmm. if there were, if there were um, publications, if there was like some somebody or some group that was really crushing shit, mm-hmm. people would go see it. There's got to be something that's like, oh, have you heard about it? No, I haven't. What is it? Oh, let me take you, bro. I can't even explain it to you. Like that's how shit builds. Yeah, like the house show concept. That's what I've. Yeah. It started blowing up here because people are like. They don't want to go to clubs because there's too many rules and stuff. Go to a house, you can take off your shoes and get high as fuck and nobody cares. And that's what's been blowing up in North Carolina recently. Really? Yeah. Like 30 people, 30 to 50 people show up at all of those house shows every time. Because it's like an old school party. Yeah. And that's like, a, that's a club. That's a small club audience. Mm-hmm. Fucking 40 people who want to listen. Lit enough. I love fucking being able to... In, in D.C., some some uh, places are uh, 420 friendly. Mm-hmm. I fucking love those shows. So you can smoke in the club? Like, not club. <clears throat> It'll be like at a store someone has let you do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't just uh, cry baby D.C. And I want to put them on without putting them too much on. But they'll do it at, like, undisclosed locations. But they'll just be like... A place where you can smoke, you know, and it's mm-hmm. private property, so I think it's within the legal shit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, those shows are fucking great. They pack them out. They're not that heavily advertised. And I think that's possible anywhere. It just, I think there's like four or five guys that like do it. And that's just what it takes. Like, in D.C., there are factions of alternative comedy. Yeah. I feel like here, there are cliques and then the places to perform. And there's not that much intermingling between the two. My solution for the censorship and comedy issue is if the government gave a grant to the most successful regional alternative local comedy space Mm -hmm. to have their own venue, that would fix... Because then the government would either have a position to be like, you know, freedom of speech Mm -hmm. is going to happen at this place because we're giving our money to it. Mm -hmm. Or... Here are the parameters. Uh, and I feel like that would make it easier for the average audience member mm-hmm. to know what they're getting into. Because I feel like so much of it is you go to a club, you get one thing, you go to an alt room, you get another thing. Mm-hmm. And clubs are still hiring fucking Donald Trump people, yeah. just depending on draw. Mm-hmm. But like, if you want to combat that, which I don't even think you should, mm-hmm. let these niggas live, let these niggas eat. Yeah, yeah, like me. Like... It's just jokes. Like, If you really go to a comedy club and you're like, wow, that guy told a joke about... Uh, uh, that guy told an anti-gay joke, so now I feel anti-gay tonight. Mm-hmm. That never fucking happened. Yeah, nobody's ever gonna like hear a joke and then go out and commit a like a violent crime against somebody just because they heard a joke in a club. No that's, way. That's how making it seem like. That's what that Jesse Smollett thing I think is proving. Like mm-hmm. he tried to make it seem like, and there and that's what's fucked up. And that's, that's what I was saying. Like there's so many intertwining things in that story. Mm-hmm. But there are people that are evil, and their evil is in their art. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly, Louis C.K., yeah. 
Louis C.K. <laughs> I don't blame either one of them. I'm I not talking about blame, but oh, yeah. listen to like the lyrics and like the stuff they have in their songs, mm-hmm. and you will find you shouldn't be surprised by these stories. Louis yeah. C.K. literally has clips on YouTube where he's talking in detail about drinking off in front of people. Yeah. So now when you see that it's a news story, how can you be? You're only outraged if you don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. That's like Richard Pryor being before the internet was so good for him because mm-hmm. you didn't even know the depths of Richard Pryor's evil unless you were in California, oh, yeah. lived around him, read the trades. You know what I'm saying? If you were, mm-hmm. if we were here and Richard Pryor was going through stuff, we wouldn't get all that shit till later. Mm-hmm. But now Tiffany Haddish has one bad set in Miami. We all see that shit. Yeah. And we could be like, oh, she's, she needs help. Mm-hmm. Let me tell my opinion to whoever wants to listen. Like Richard Pryor thing, like when uh, they said like him, like Marlon Brando fucked him in the ass. I was like, why wouldn't he talking about that in his set? Like in the old days, he didn't say he had jokes about like letting dudes suck his dick when he was on coke, but he didn't go into the darker parts. Yeah, because I mean, you can't do like, hey, I know he rarely did. I know famous white people jokes. Mm-hmm. He that kind of like made fun of presidents, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> That's like, that's so funny. Because black comics do that a lot now, where they'll be like, hey, I'm famous, and here's me hanging out with famous people. All comics do that. Amy yeah. Schumer did that, her second special. But, like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Imagine Richard probably be like, yeah, that one time I fucked. Like, just like that Cat Williams joke where he talks about Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Like, Richard Pryor's perspective of that joke would be like, he's sucking Liam Neeson's dick or whatever. Uh-huh. What do you think about that Liam Neeson thing? I don't even know. I'm, I'm like checked out of everything. Like, I don't. You didn't hear about it? All. Nah. So he was in an interview and basically it was like he heard that one of his friends got raped by a black guy. <laughs> so then he went around with like a crowbar <laughs> waiting for a nigga to, to say some shit to him. He would <laughs> just walk around at night waiting for a black guy to give him some shit so he can kill him. Oh, yeah. And people are so outraged. <laughs> I think it's funny he has the balls to say that. Yeah. I also know it's promotion. Yep. So, like, I'm just kind of like at a... Yeah, like, a lot of white people feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I feel like, like the wish a nigga would kind of mentality. That's a joke people are making. Like, somebody started... I had, like, a big screaming argument a couple weeks ago here. Because this is what happens. Like, you know how whenever I'm on the show, certain people just won't show up. Like, on that flyer, it's my face. I told a dude before he even made the flyer, I was like, don't put me on the flyer. I'd say I'm a special guest. Don't even put my name on it. None of that. Because certain people think certain things about me that's going to make him not even show up or they'll fucking tell everybody else to not go to the show. Yeah, so you're pigeonholed yeah. while you're trying to explore. Because they said Philip doesn't relieve rape victims, so I don't want to be on a show with him if he's a rape apologist or he's going to try to rape me. I'm like, nope, I ignore all women mostly. And I'm pretty much celibate. But just, I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> like, people have, like, the club managers have told me that people have came up to him saying that since I don't believe rape victims, then I'm going to threat the comedy or whatever. But where are they getting this from? Do you not believe rape figures? I had a bit about, I know I had a bit about, oh, like, in high school when this girl tried to fuck every dude on the wrestling and basketball team, but nobody took the bait. Like, we were all just sitting on the bleachers during practice, and she went around to every fucking dude saying, come in the locker room with me. And she's trying to trap somebody and do that fucking Emmett Till shit to him. Nobody took the bait except for Terrell, and he fucking, he, was, he didn't see her ask everybody and whatever. He was already in the locker room still changing. So wow. a coach walked through, caught her sucking his dick, and then she was like, no, I didn't want 
fuck does he rape me? And it got this big thing in Yanceyville when I was a kid. And I was like, I saw this shit happen. I saw this crazy, this regular yeah. white girl. And she, she was like, she wasn't even pretty. She looked like a fucking pig. Like, I was making fun of how, like, her pig face and how fat she was. I was like, this little fat bitch set up this dude. And y'all act like this shit don't happen. Because they, like, believe all women and I believe survivors. I, like, I done got multiple fucking accounts in real life just seeing it of people just doing shit for attention. So I was like, why not pretend that, or just like, I don't pay attention to any kind of, like, if you're a victim, that's fine, whatever, hopefully you legally get it shit done, but if not, don't come at me with it, because I don't want to have it in my head space. But like, you seem like you have, I guess what they say by the vibe of you being a rape apologist is how um, nuanced you look at issues, mm-hmm. but people really want you to step around certain things. Like you can't, you can't do both. Like mm-hmm. I keep going back to like there's so many issues combined in this one topic, like they were talking about. So like you can't fat shame a person. Mm-hmm. And then talk about a false rape accusation. Like you have to do one or the other. Yeah, like yeah. I have a joke that's about false rape accusations, and every mm-hmm. time I do it, it's like a like it, just saying mm-hmm. false rape accusations on stage, which shouldn't be crazy. Yeah, it shouldn't be a weird thing as a black guy that I have to talk about. Yeah, yeah. because you've experienced it, I've mm-hmm. experienced it, uh, and like more like there's probably very large statistics of us that have seen or lived through it. Mm-hmm. So, like, why when we talk about it on stage, it's, like, a bad thing. You know what I mean? But, like... But the thing was, it worked. Like, all the people, the girl comics that saw that set when I did it at Zogs, which is, like, a super liberal bar. And the owner didn't like it, but the crowd did. That's what fucked it up. Because, like, three girls came up to me and fucking was like, oh, that was funny or whatever. And I was just like... It really pissed off all those chicks that went up before me. And, like, I guess... Or like, you're not supposed to laugh at that. Or they were trying to, like, psychically vibe it. But I was like, I, I proved to you that it is is a way to make it funny if, if I do it in the right way and don't get too off rambly or whatever. Yeah. Because I was, like, making uh, comparisons to, to Kill a Mockingbird, fucking... Uh, it's if your stance is unclear. Mm-hmm. Your stance has to be very clear or else they'll poke holes through it. Yeah. I got Because like, I don't agree with rape. Like, girl... Like, I, and then, like, the next part of the joke was, like, I don't eat, like, girls tell me to slap on the ass. I'm, like, I'm not even doing that. I was, I was, I was fucking, I like, a light tap. And I, like, did the mom out. But there was a lot of lesbians in that bar. It was, like, three, like, lesbian couples in front of me that was just, like, not approving. And just seeing all the other regular people just laughing like a motherfucker. And I was, like, comedy is meant, I mean, I guess the best way to try to move the art forward is to find a line and then try to see where you can push it or be a provocateur I'm not even trying to be a provocateur I'm just doing what I do yeah people think I'm just doing like the edge lower like it's all these new buzzwords to try to dismiss any kind of like provocative or kind of non status quo yeah opinions yeah they shut you down like mm-hmm. like uh that's why I named my album Hotep mm-hmm. because now black people have a new word that's based off of like, Emotep was, like, a genius mm-hmm. of Egypt. Like, astronomer, mathematician, religious leader. Mm-hmm. And that that Hotep phrase after him was used positively. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, Ra or is used. Or um, there, are other, there are other phrases. I can't think of it right now. But it's, like, an Arab phrase 
for like king that they use i think it actually might be raw or con something like that you know yeah. what i mean like it's just been used as like a, a root word of like strength mm-hmm. but now we're at a place we're so so easily susceptible to like be against each other and we're mm-hmm. like oh this is a black guy who has conflicting who 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 wants to be pro-black but has conflicting issues that we don't all agree with but we're not all on the same page we don't have no leaders yeah so just a whole bunch of people that are unled having their own opinions mm-hmm. are now just boiled down to oh you're a hotel yeah but like so what is right like what's the right thing to do mm-hmm it has to be the guys just willing to take all the L's and just get take all like the character assassinations and not care. That's that's basically what every <clears throat> and I like the DC area performing in there because mm-hmm. there are a lot of old heads and there's a lot of wisdom. But every old head, every old black dude, basically when I was going through it, would just be like, just lay low. But I'm a conf- I'm a face my demons confront mm-hmm. my problems type of dude. Like that's just how I was raised. That's how it gets so, like, stronger. I can't let if I know that there's bad things being said about me and I don't go straight to source to confront it. Mm-hmm. It seems like I deserve it. You know? What yeah. I mean? Like you don't have the balls to like stand for the truth. Then it's like you might just let everybody do or say whatever they want about you and spread that meme. Like right. Yeah. A lot of people were like, "Oh, you should just take a break from comedy." Like, nah. <laughs> That's how they win. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, if I if I stop doing comedy, it looks like I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. If I get a lawyer because of something that is completely unfounded, completely hearsay, mm-hmm. it looks like I did something wrong. Yeah. And we live in an internet age where you've seen that. Like, I know a lot of comics from, like, different scenes and shit. Mm-hmm. And I know what it goes like if someone's like, oh, he has a lawyer, he'll try to shut you down. They flip that. Well, it's like, oh, well, if he's got a, a guy that's got a lawyer, we'll definitely be. And there's black people who comment shit like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if a nigga's got a lawyer, he definitely did something wrong. It's like, why are we... They try to they put like us in got, that point. Yeah. Acting like we, we passed the bar. Like... Mm-hmm. As much as, and if you try I to hate, as much as I hate, say you're crazy. As much as I hate America, the the legal system of like presenting facts in front of a court and having those facts be analyzed mm-hmm. is a really good concept. Mm-hmm. Just like religion, a lot of religions are a very good concept. It can be ruined, it can be corrupted, but either we're gonna act like all of it's bullshit or none of it's bullshit. And that's the that's another thing Michael Eric Dyson shit said is like if questionable sexual experiences can be rape if like everything is everything then nothing is nothing yeah yeah. if uh because i've I've recently had conversations with women who have been like you know a while ago you made me feel uncomfortable and like i'm not mad it's not that bad but like Mm -hmm. you acted in a way that made me feel uncomfortable like i don't remember it at all or they can change their memory like they say like they implant false memories like that girl with the the what's that girl like the mattress girl situation where she was like sending them like I want to suck your dick messages, but then five years later her friends try to convince her she got raped because she was like drunk. Yeah, but they were both drunk, so yeah. they didn't really like. My girlfriend broke up with me on my birthday. I mm-hmm. feel like part of that is because of people got in her ear. Mm-hmm. So like, and if you're in a mentality, and this is like gender aside, if you're of a mentality where you think somebody is the enemy, mm-hmm. or you think. You don't you don't like someone for some reason. It's just like the same thing. Like you tell people about your your if you tell someone about your partner at the job and it's all negative, mm-hmm. they're just gonna see the negative. Mm-hmm. If you talk about your partner objectively, which a lot of people don't, most people are just bitching about who they're with. Yeah. Then 
everyone's going to say, well, fuck that dude. Remember that time you did that thing, nigga? Remember that time you did that thing, nigga? Mm-hmm. I don't have anything good in my head to say. And they chose to stay with him. Like, there's a lot of girl comics that talk about their exes. I was like, but you stayed with him for a year. I was like, this dude was so manipulative and conniving. I was like, but you consented to giving him all your money and stuff like that. It wasn't like you were forced to be in this relationship. But it's all based on social currency, like. They'll get in a date and they'll be like, I don't want to embarrass this guy by breaking up with him because everybody else is telling us how great we look as a couple. Yeah, so they'll force themselves to be in a bad that. situation just to keep everybody's opinions and feelings about them in a positive way. But it's not positive. It's like the cognitive dissonance of thinking you have to be somewhere where you really don't want to be just for other people. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. Like me dating ugly girls. <laughs> like. People used to tell her, like, feel, dating feel makes you look bad as a woman. I was like, have you seen how fucking hot I am <laughs> compared to her? I was like, she made herself look bad as a woman by gaining 40 pounds Ooh. when we started dating. And I did a bit about that, too. That's another reason why the girls in comedy don't like me. Like, they'll, like, do whatever. Or they'll tell other girls, that like, don't talk to Phil. Phil, if he gives you a compliment, he's just trying to fuck you. But, like, my whole thing is not fucking now. I had people <laughs> try to fuck me at shows. They're like, well. Good luck with that. I'm the fucking monk. And then right. they like spread that. They're like, nope, he's, or they'll spread that I'm gay or something. Yeah. Like, I am technically gay, but I only did that back when I was a fat alcoholic and I was an addict. And I just thought that the only way I can get human contact through dudes. So that was like my darkness. <laughs> they got me into comedy, so I would not have to do it because I can get validation to myself just from what I create and not looking for it from anybody else. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good celibacy is always a good solution to and that's the reason why I got paid I didn't nut for like six months and like I don't know if it was a universe like they say about like where attention goes energy flows so if you're putting all your attention in porn and you're just letting all your energy out and you're not gonna be that creative same thing as when I'm with a girl and I'm like man this might help out my art like now I got a fucking place with some Wi-Fi and Netflix I can just sit at a apartment all day and write jokes but nothing was good it was just like I had too much comfort in my, or I was just in a comfort zone and nothing's gonna, good's gonna come out of a comfort zone. Yeah. Like trauma is what breeds creativity and like better art. Exactly. So I put myself in traumatic situations by just like refusing some of the best pussy I've ever had a chance to fuck in my life just because I'm like, nope, stay strong and focus on Jesus. <laughs> that shit is a challenge, bro. Like I was, I was like suspended from a place, not banned, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like a club or anything. Uh, but then I went back, and there was like this girl comic who, uh, I didn't know who she was at first, and she was like, "Oh, you know, you remember we text back and forth for a little bit." I was like, "Oh, okay, right." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, so you do this now?" Because now I'm like, if you do comedy, I can't talk to you as a mm-hmm. woman. Like I just, I, I, I cannot, especially if you're white. I cannot yeah. afford to be caught up. Because there's so much invulnerability and letting people in that mm-hmm. I'm already nervous about. Mm-hmm. Now there's just too many layers. Like, I am a layered person, if you can't accept that. Yeah. Like, then I don't know. But, like, basically this girl, mm-hmm. when I'm going to do her set, and then would, I, you feel certain energy, you know what I'm saying? She went mm-hmm. around to other comics, and she was, and every other comic, every dude comic was like, mm-hmm. oh, good. <laughs> Jaw drop, cartoon yeah. shit, tongue mm-hmm. roll out, like the mask. Like, great set, great set, great set. Mm-hmm. And I felt her coming over near me, and I was just like, minding my business, drinking, talking to somebody else. And she's like, Rita. Like, the complete, mm-hmm. 
Like what? What you describe that girl talking about talking to the guys uh, on the on the team trying to trap them? Like yeah. complete like tone change. <laughs> so if you're perceptive, you know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, read you. Think I was funny? I was like, yeah, you did all right. And then like just hung around, was talking, and, like got in the conversation I was having already at the bar, mm-hmm. but like was like rubbing herself against me. Yeah. Like pushing up against like my my shoulder while I'm at the bar, not even facing her. Titties on my elbow. Yeah, yeah. And then I go outside, and then there's more of that. Like eventually we're in a circle talking. She breaks the circle to come over and talk to me, Mm -hmm. and my nigga was like, uh, really good dude. I'll say his name, Von Michael, one of my favorite comics in DC. Really good dude. He'll probably be famous Mm -hmm. before all of us, but like a true friend in comedy because he was like, yeah, Reed, come up here real quick. Like so, like what are you doing? Like, why were you banned? for certain things like fucking around with what type of person mm-hmm. so like why are you what are you doing right now and I just had like I stared at him for a minute and I was like damn nigga if you ain't right cause mm-hmm. I, I, I'll always admit that I'm wrong like, I'm not gonna be like nigga get the fuck up I'm my business let me live my life but I was mm-hmm. like bro you are so right like I don't know what I'm doing she had my nose wide open just giving me attention mm-hmm. and I was just so people people don't re- recognize how depraved we all are for, yeah. in one reason or another we act like this game is actually full of people with good morals and shit. But like, if I got into, if I had good, if I had great morals and had my shit together, I would not. I would be a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> I would actually use my film degree and find a fucking like LA camera job, making two thousand dollars a week to do video editing. Right, why, why risk that to get up mm-hmm. on stage, tell people. Say words to a point where people think. Does he really think that way? Mm-hmm. Over and over again. And people, people don't, people never were like, oh, he's working on something. Yeah. No one's ever given you that benefit of the doubt. It's like, oh, he thinks this way. Yeah, they never, like, unless they, like, feel like they can control you or, like, you're in their stereotype and they like, put people in boxes that are easy to understand, then they're going to try to use it to vilify you. But they say it's not what you think, it's how you think. It's so, like, they might think you think something on stage, but if you're, like, a free-flowing guy, like, I'm open to any kind of new suggestion and changing what I think about things. I guess people want you to be set in your ways. Like, they want to look at you and just, I guess, it's kind of bigotry. It's like liberal bigotry of thinking that you have to be the same thing you were yesterday all the time. And they never want to give you a chance to change. That's the biggest problem Mm -hmm. I had in Portland. I was like, and I was putting pressure on them because there aren't that many black people there. Mm -hmm. I was like, this feels like a race issue because I've never been to a place that had a problem with me, and they never, they didn't address it with me. They just told other people not to book me. Yeah, passive that feels stuff. racial because I am a person that can hear you mm-hmm. and and not do that joke on your show. Yeah, I can cut that joke if you present a good point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it was just like a whole bunch of like co-op. Like I don't even know who the source of like yeah. the problem is, and I'm fucking putting shit online just to like get that evil out like mm-hmm. let me confront it where is it yeah they think that's aggressive I'm like no I can see all this stuff like people trying to shut down stuff without even having any real evidence or truth behind it and it's all basis on hearsay like when I like I guess the, the argument I was thinking about last week this would happen like whenever I do run a show then people will say, don't show up, feels crazy, he doesn't really um, practice or write, so it's not worth it. And so I just made him a fake show. I was like, dude, I'm going to put a, like, I, I didn't say I booked it, I said I'm a consultant, because I really am a consultant on this thing. So I was like, I just tell them shit about, like, how to light the comedy shows, how to fucking 
not do a over two hour show because comedy doesn't last for like a long, long ass 90 time. Minutes. Yeah. And I was giving him stuff like that, but he took it as Phil books the show. And since I don't like this guy, he was like, well, if he, in his head, he was like, Phil is going to keep me off this show. So he started going behind my back and like talking to all these other people. It was like, mm. Phil doesn't really book this show. And he can't keep me off because he got booked on it. I was like, no, I was, I was like, I'll let, I want anybody that's trying to do comedy to have the opportunity to do comedy. I don't let my personal feelings about them affect how I think they are as a comic. Like, if you're working towards something and you're not trying to shut anybody else down and stop them from doing comedy, you're cool. But this dude does that. Like, they would be like, They'll see on the Triangle Comedy, like, hey, Phil's going to be hosting this mic. And they'll go around to everybody else and just tell them to just not show up. But then people did show up, and we actually had a good show. And then the guy that was telling everybody to not show up showed up at the show, bombed like a motherfucker. And I recorded the whole show. Like, I had the whole thing on audio, so I got, like, evidence of all this shit. But it wasn't the first time he did that either. Like, when I was like, I'll record your set at the competition for $5.00. He went around saying, you don't want Phil to record your show. He's not a good camera guy. I was like, well, you can see my show on YouTube. And when he he charged half as much as I was going to charge. Oh, my so God. So, it's like, if I was doing it for $10 a set, he was doing it for $5 a set. And then I went to the competition. His shit, battery ran out. And it won't even focus the videos uh, that he got. And I was hilarious. like, so you telling everybody that I'm fucking up. And you're trying to do cutthroat shit just to keep me off. It's based on just his insecurity as just in general. That's the... That gives me hope that, like... It's just I knew he was cutthroat and doing shit. Like, he tried to confront me. He's like, you lied about booking that show. I said, I never said I booked it. I said, I'll put your name in the hat. I'll suggest it. All I do is get him suggestions about comedy and just shit like that. Like, I'll put anybody on regardless of how they treat me. But they don't see it as, like... They, they automatically assume that's a lie. So then, like, the next couple... Two weeks later, when we were both on the same show... I let the dude Jack Chrissy, I was like, hey, get this guy a guest spot. And that guy, Jack, killed it at that show at um, Northside, the Raw Product show. And that guy was just pissed the whole time, just groveling in the back, just like, oh, you wouldn't have did that for me? Like, you just got issues, man. Like, you are way crazier than I am projecting all this shit onto me that I don't yeah. even feel. Because, like, I swear you, like, even the girl, Balduke, when we were at um, Zogs, and she told everybody, like, Phil jumped on stage, and, like, ran me off. I like, no, you asked me to jump, come on stage because you were going around saying that I was trying to hurt you. I was like, I never, I don't even think about you. And I said that shit on stage and we had the whole thing recorded because Tori recorded it, but we can't find the video. Mm. But I was like, everybody else is going to go off of the pretty white girl story and not actually care about the truth. Like, even if I did post a video, they'd be like, well, yeah, feel still weird. I like, well... I don't care. And now I'm starting to be a dick. <laughs> like, I'm starting to do fucking, like, whatever, like, a guy I know who's been talking shit about me, try to come up to me and be like, hey, feel great set. I'm like, yeah, I know. And I just keep walking. It was so, it's such, it was such a wild realization learning that, like, the shit that I'm attacking in my act, mm -hmm. I don't feel any pushback except for amongst white comedians. Mm-hmm. Audience members love it. They take it personally. Part. They think you're talking about them. Mm -hmm. Like when I talk about like my anti, um, anti-depressant bit. Like when I say like taking medication without changing yourself. Like exercise is supposed to be, or taking drugs is only thirty percent as effective for treating depression as diet and exercise changes. 
But if I say, like, if you need to start working out and stop being such a fat bitch or something like that, then people say, oh, he's telling me a fat bitch. I'm like, no. I'm just saying this shit just in general, but they take it to their fucking... Yeah. Yeah, even just, like, what you said, like, bitch is genderless. Yeah. How, that's how I took what you said. You know mm-hmm. What but most people just hear bitch and they're like, oh, he's talking about women. I'm not talking about, like, how my dog... Like, dogs seek attention for no reason. Like, they don't do really that much for you except for occasionally bark when a car comes in the yard. But every time I get home, my dog's trying to like, get in the house and fucking shit. Like, it ain't that cold outside. <laughs> like, we only take you in when it's snowing or it's under freezing. Yeah. But, like, that's the same thing. Like, when that girl, like, went up and, like, everybody... All the other comics, like, saw her. Like, she's high or whatever. Like, oh, you did great. You did great. And then they go up to that one last guy and they need that validation. I don't give it to them. I ignore... Like, if they come up to me, like, Phil, can you please tell me how I did on set? Like, no. That's, you don't that's hear it every frustrating, time. though, because I know... It's just a lose-lose situation. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things where I just wish I did my set and left. Yeah. Because, like, I just had to be there and be like, yeah, it was okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the next <laughs> level of it. Act like a headliner. You you probably didn't, you didn't see me yeah. the whole show because I was in the basement charging my phone playing video games. Uh, I started doing that shit. Like, I was like, I'm not here to fucking stand in a circle and tear everybody else. Oh, you had a great set, great set, great set. Everybody, because they want to hear that shit every time. And then the one time you don't say it, then they start talking shit about me. Right. So I was just like, it was like, Phil, it was like, I killed and you didn't say anything. And it was like, well, I don't, I don't care. I was like, I don't, I don't seek it from anybody else or do I don't go out and try to fucking go out of my way to be super nice because I know it's going to individually become a pattern and I have to repeat and it annoys me. Yeah. <clears throat> the what you were talking about, like it, people are just gonna believe a white girl's story. Mm-hmm. Someone brought up uh, Blair Postman to me earlier, today, oh, yeah. and I had to be like, "Me and Blair w- had beef in Wilmington when I was 23. Mm-hmm. I met her again in DC this past year, oh, yeah. and I would just say hey to her, and she basically pulled me aside and." In white lady words, she said, nigga, I don't fuck with you. Don't say nothing to me. Oh, yeah. In white lady words. In mm-hmm. corporate America words, she said that to me. And I was like, yeah. well, I'm just trying to move on past that. Like, yeah. you're, you're mad at me for stuff that I did when I was, like, young. She's like, like but this is what she said. She's like, don't don't hit me with that you were young shit. Like, how old are you? Like, 35? I'm like, Blair, I'm 25 years old. Mm-hmm. You're mad at me for what I did when I was 22. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I'm trying to move on beyond it. Yeah. But she... That's narcissist alcoholic syndrome. She's not an alcoholic, though. No, no, it's a, it's not about drinking alcohol. It's like a control freak mentality of uh, people who don't let go of things. They want to control everything. And if you're not part, like, if they feel like they can't control you, they feel like you're a threat. Like, that's a lot of, it's really rampant in comedy, pretty much any art form. But, like, a lot of people keep saying, like, I never had no problem with her, whatever, whatever. I do, I have had black women who I'm not going to put on the spot now, mm-hmm. but say that they get weird vibes from her. Mm-hmm. But, like, Dismissive, she, she treats like kids. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, and that's what it was like for me, because she was, like, a lawyer. She We had a lot in common once I knew her in Wilmington, mm-hmm. and I would try to, like, reach out. And she would just, like, completely shut me down all the time. So, like, when we had this little thing online, I went off just because of that. But other people don't see that. They just see, oh, Reed went off or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've had, like... the details. Like, Sam Mazzini was mad at me for a minute from, like, a lot of shit that had to do with that. But, like, we recently talked. And, like, it's just, like, a matter of, like, the longer you are in the game, the longer you realize certain cracks you can fall through in society. But, like... she kind of like tried to make my life hard in DC. I mm-hmm. think after that conversation, 
He did and, that too. I don't really trust and, that guy at all. No, 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 no not yeah. saying I'm talking about uh, Blair, but like she was like in groups talking about shit. Like, and someone told me like she was like, uh, she made it about once at a roast. She wasn't on it, but I went in on it. Mm-hmm. But like that's how I release. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know you're gonna be here since you're here. I'm still gonna do these jokes I have about you. Like mm-hmm. still, like you can get it too. It's, mm-hmm. These are just jokes. But like she would go and tell people on like these little. They actually have a group in the DZ area called the Clitorati. Mm-hmm. So she would get in these groups and be like, uh, he he was rude. And some people would be like, I don't know if she said it, but someone else was like, he was rude, he didn't shake my hand. I think white men say that shit, Yeah, actually. But like one thing, she was like, oh, at this roast, he was saying mean things to me, he was being disrespectful. It's a roast. And at first I had like, and at first <laughs> black women were like, we had your back. We were like, oh, uh, don't be disrespectful. But all these black women, to me, would mm-hmm. be, like, cutting me down for, yeah. like, how I was. But, like, so how how are you having my back telling me that I'm wrong and telling them that they're wrong? Like, mm-hmm. I have a real problem with that. It's like, because but it makes sense because it's like when my mom would be in the principal's office, she would, you know, chide me in front of the principal. But then the car would be like, so what really happened? But it's like, don't do that to us mm-hmm. as black men. Let us know that, our, like, back us up the whole time. Yeah. Let us know that our reality is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Don't have me spend it. Like, we talk, I, I talked about gaslighting in the earlier set. Yeah. Like, don't have me going out here thinking that I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. If you know my situation, help me not think that I'm crazy. Yeah. Have my back all the way, bro. Don't mm-hmm. have me out here being like, oh, well, uh, maybe this one thing I did was wrong. Maybe I do need to smile more because you don't mm-hmm. want nobody telling you that shit. So, like, yeah. why like, why can't we connect just because we live in a white world in a white industry? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it always let's yeah, listen to the pretty the white girl? Yeah, yeah, because I guess it's popular. It's all about, like, the that ratio of consciousness, like, the 5 percenters I always talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, 85 percent. 85% of people, or I should say 85% of comics is going to be, like, go along with the status quo. They want to keep it all the peace, and they don't want to think anything deeper than what is told to them by people they kind of keep on the, or think of on their same level. It's easy money. Yeah. So I want to feel good all the time. But we just got to keep, like, ignoring all of it. That's what I started doing, just, like, I don't check anything. I don't... Yeah. Facebook is the fucking devil. Mm-hmm. If you're not looking for job opportunities, you're yeah. just looking at other people that have job opportunities, and you're hating. And then you get on the comment section with some you don't agree with, and you, you let out all this other bullshit anger. It has taken me a long time to figure that out. But you remember when the internet used to be fun before old people got on it? Mm-hmm. We would just could be wild yeah. with no rules, mm-hmm. fucking AOL chat rooms, like... As bad as that is, like, I'm sure a lot of kids got in fucked up situations, like, fucking Chris Hansen and shit had to come in and intervene. But if you weren't like that, like, if your parents were on you and were even slightly aware, Mm -hmm. you were just in chat rooms cursing, saying, fuck that. Uh, I was looking at bomb, like, instructions. I was trying to figure out how to make weapons when I was a kid. (laughs) Temple of the Screaming Electron. If this is recorded, I'm not associated with this. That's all good. I love this country. We needed to, we need, that's the only thing, though, like, the country was started on revolution, like, back, everybody acts like history is something that can't happen again, but I was like, they're doing everything and trying to give us every reason to start, like, a big civil war in America, but nobody took the bait yet. If there was the, if there were, um, the, uh, if the internet was around during the mid-1700s, mm-hmm. there would be no continental conventions. Oh, yeah. Ain't nobody about to leave their house. To sit around a whole bunch of, sit in a room full of people and disagree. The thing about eighty five percent, 
Remember that dude? Like, oh, when the whole situation happened, everybody jumped on their side, and the person who was uh, doing the most trying to like just bad mouth me because it was opportunistic was old Sam. But he figured out once right. it got revealed it was all fake. She made it all up. Then he never wants to talk to me. He's scared to apologize. Like some like it's a re- it's a good thing about being unapologetic, and it's a bad thing about being unapologetic, especially when you know you're super guilty. Or like people, because he tried coming up and smile on my face, like, hey, hey, it's been a while since I see you. I was like, yeah, because I don't fucking, I'm good with, I don't need you in my life. Or like, you're not yeah. important to me. You do, you do need a, you do need a network of good comics. So. Yeah. And I make my own network though. I try to figure out the people who don't care about any of that bullshit and that are like really just kind of the same level as me always recognize it and do it like i got that show tomorrow in fayetteville by some dude who just showed up he's like yeah i like sam i like you what time is that it's at nine o'clock i don't go up till fucking 15th so i'm I'm gonna be there till like 11. dang i got a show in wilmington that's at nine or else Mm -hmm. i could just slide out to fayetteville i don't even know how it's gonna be supposedly on the fucking facebook event page there's like 400 people say they want to go but i'm like probably 10 i'm gonna show up yeah it's like 40 people in favor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I, I don't get it. Like, it's funny, like, being super forgiving, I was like, well, I, I do forgive infinitely, but I don't forget, and I will make fun of you if it ever comes an opportunity to uh, rebut. Like, if somebody tries to say, Phil, you should be nicer. Like, well, it won't nice when he's going on saying I was a rapist, like, because I don't, just because you didn't know me or whatever, you thought it was cool. I mean... I can, I can see both sides, and I don't want to get, like, too, uh, is this a J? I don't want to get, like, too Steve Harvey mm-hmm. to your Monique, but you definitely, and I be telling niggas in the D.C. area, you can't, you got to put all that weird shit yeah. on stage. I hugged him, though. That's, I did it. The funny thing, like, he hosted a show at Good Nights, because they're always like, hey, this guy's going to be crazy. Fill the ward. And the first thing I did when I went up and grabbed the mic, I, like, hugged the shit out of him. And the whole crowd started laughing. And I went into my whole set. That was one of the best sets I ever had. It's because it was so weird. Because I know he didn't like me, but he had to fake like me just for his job to be the host of the Good Nights. I think you might have... have. I think you, it might be difficult for you to recognize audience as opposed to uh, other comics. I think there's an issue a lot of comics have, but... I don't know. I don't even know why I'm trying to talk like I'm trying to fix you. Because uh, you're fine. But I just think, I just see so, I see so much of like my, I see why I have the problems that I have now. Mm-hmm. And we just don't, we aren't in, we are still in corporate America. Basically. Yeah. We're not free. I'm trying to be, <laughs> be self made. As sad though. as that shit is though, like we are not Free. People used to laugh at me. They're like, I'm, you're selling t-shirts at open mics. Oh, people are fucking buying them. I made $40 tonight. You guys keep waiting for a handout from the corporate people. And I'm out here trying to get it. I need money tonight, too, selling t-shirts. I need some more fucking shirts. <laughs> I, only, I had, like, five. I made five, and I sold five. I got a heat press. Oh, yeah. If, you, if you're looking, I can make some for you. Mm-hmm. I, I I would just need some money for materials. Oh, yeah. But I sell my shit to, like, I've sold, uh, tonight I sold them like, 20 a pop. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I need it, and I almost was at a point, I'm almost at a point where, like, I need to just be, like, you know, donations, anything you can do, please. Like, mm-hmm. I need it. But, you know, people, 
people, enough people bought it, and I got paid for the show. So it's like this shit. If once you got it, once you, this is Richard Pryor said it. Like racism is more important than capitalism. Mm-hmm. But for us to get to that point. We have to have a product that we can sell, and we have to be a clear threat. Mm-hmm. Like being a threat on like a on a mental level, on a metaphysical level, is yeah. one thing. But like once it's like every time I see this dude, they're fucking destroying. Mm-hmm. And that's when these fake ass motherfuckers are gonna be like, "Hey, yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember when that happened. <laughs> I had like a fucking three week run where I didn't bomb at all, and I was just killing. And then like all the dudes that were doing the cutthroat shit, like." trying to stop me from doing shit came up and like hey can you put me on your shit like nah I'm good I, mean, right, I still right. put them on like, it's funny cause sometimes like I like even though we don't agree we can still fucking be artists together like bands don't like each other like fucking Rolling Stones they hated each other that's a great point I was like but they fucking still put the show on that's what the fuck what matters it's not about like just only having your friends and shit or trying to be too friendly yeah I was thinking when you said that, like, black people, have you seen, you watch Rick and Morty? Nah, I've seen, like, three episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so weird, like, I don't watch TV. They basically do an episode where they give a dog a collar that he can speak, right? Mm-hmm. So this dog eventually, like, takes over the world. Mm-hmm. And then this dog gets to a point, and they almost make, make it, a, they make fun of the trope in the show, mm-hmm. knowing that it's gonna happen, but, like, the dog has such, like, emotions for his old master, current slave, that he's like, we can't do this to them. We are better. Th- we are not them. That's the line. Oh, yeah. We are not them. Mm-hmm. We are not them. <laughs> so, like, I, I am so... And black people like to forgive. Well, you sound like I'm you're doing so Wakanda. <laughs> you sound like you was doing Black Panther voice. Like, we are not them. <laughs> that was... It that is... Like, that's yeah. the vibe. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying you've seen this trope in movies. Oh, yeah. But, like, that's what they're going at. And, like, I'm, I'm imitating the dog's voice. Mm-hmm. But, like... That's our vibe. We, yeah. I'm not like you. So if you're funny and you don't like me, mm-hmm. I'll put you on my show. Yeah. Do my show. Act awkward. Don't talk to me. I will yeah. pay you to do it yeah. if I can pay you. But you help the show, you're funny. And that's one thing that they won't do. Oh. And that's if, if we are actually going to subscribe to this. Like I, sh- I went in here and I spent money yeah. because no one else was. Yeah. I treat this shit like church. Mm-hmm. I treat this shit like my religion. If I'm going to go in here and subscribe to this, to uh to put my money my tithes and offering toward this yeah i can't get mad at other people for not worshiping or celebrating the way i do Mm -hmm. but i can't stop doing what i know is right yeah and i don't know that's some old slave shit or a mix of both but i do think in order for us to like overcome the shit we have to think about capitalism and that's yeah. what hip-hop was all about at the end of the day that's what yeah. jay-z was, te- was been trying to tell us like kanye was like hip-hop the, we form a new religion no sins as long as they're permission and deception is the only felony mm-hmm. don't fuck nobody without telling me honestly in communication that's what i like people don't want to communicate like all the people who have problems with me just won't have a conversation but all the people who do then have a real conversation with me are the ones who fuck me the hardest that's how I figured I just had to be the guy who's like, I only go for people who are inquisitive enough and that's, don't. That's yeah. power. Mm-hmm. That's what power is. Anybody who doesn't want to let me know, like I've had so many people lie on me, mm-hmm. bro, and like, I've had to say so many times over the last couple of years, if you had a problem with me, why didn't you tell me before you told anybody else? Mm-hmm. And it's because I call people out on their bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
I have, I know I have a power within me to where it, I know when I'm looking someone in the eyes and they feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? My mom, like, single parent household, my mom taught me to look a motherfucker in the eyes yeah. and talk. And so many people do not react well to being looked in the eyes and being told real, yeah. old, like, hard shit. Like, start glitching. Like, that's what I see. They start, like, shaking and twitching like yeah. dudes who pretend to like me. Like, when they shake my hand, they turn like that every time. Quickly. Yeah. Like, they can't, they cannot, st- like, as Same. if, <laughs> as if you're evil. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, like, even if, he, I can deal with any evil person mm-hmm. and not switch up. Yeah. So, that's what makes me know, like, I'm righteous. Today, like, in the library, are... I was fucking sitting next to this fucking redneck homeless guy. And he was just like, look at that girl's ass, man. Look at that girl. He's watching on a redneck rap video. And she had like a Confederate flag bikini on. She was like shaking it. And I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. And I just like didn't respond to it. Cause I was like, this guy is obviously trying to see if, if he can push my buttons and like make me annoyed and test me yeah. out. Cross, cr- like a little yeah. ass and the Confederate flag. Let's mm-hmm. see what this nigga says. And I was like, the ass was not that great. <laughs> I was like, this is, I see way better asses. This is pretty much like fucking bologna meat slapping. Uh, this is a girl that I've been talking to on and off that's like in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I need to I need to dig black women, mm-hmm. but she was talking about how like her limit of like giving white people what they want, like how sometimes she's just tired, she can't even do it. Yeah. Like my manager talks about about shit like that too, and it's something that I'm learning slowly. Mm-hmm. But like I'm in I'm I'm in a place where I have not given them what they want for so long. I need to, mm-hmm. and I've realized this. But I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be more more smiley and all that. I try to give them what they don't know that they want. Like when I do like the anti-liberal shit here and it works. Like I did like a libertarian set and this black girl from the crowd that was dating a white dude came and gave me a hug, told me to keep doing my shit. But she's like, cut it. The whole bit was just like the whole or politics is pretty much what can we do to fuck up the system more? And then I was like, libertarianism is don't start no shit, won't be no shit. <laughs> and everybody else is just like, we need more shit. And I forgot what I was doing on that bit. But it's all posted. Like, I put all that shit yeah, on. Yeah, I, I got a good white liberal chunk myself. But all right, man. I feel like... Yeah, yeah we're getting close to the hour. I gotta get back to fucking the woods so I can yeah. go to work at Jimmy John's. I gotta head to Wilmington. So do a sign-off. Hey, man. Reed Clark. Fuck around my name, my man Phil. Your uh, social medias? Uh, at Reed Clark Comedy. When's this gonna go out? Instantly. I'm gonna uh, do an intro and outro in my car and I'll probably upload it with their Wi Fi because I ain't right. paid my bill. <laughs> uh, at Reed Clark Comedy. I'm in uh, North Carolina up until Sunday. Today's the 21st. Tomorrow, Bottega the 22nd in Wilmington. Uh, Gravity Records the 23rd. Uh, and Poorhouse Music Hall in Raleigh the 24th. Hotep Tour. Check it out. Hotep, the album available everywhere. Peace and love. Yep. And this has been Filuminati Philosophy. Please do whatever you do. I don't care. Well, that was the podcast. If you liked it, share, subscribe. Share it with people who are mentioned in the podcast who probably hate me or whatever. Because I don't don't really care, but whatever. Do whatever you got to do, buddy. Because this train's going to keep rolling, baby. The best... Pretty much, I've been antagonistic my whole life because people always try to kind of bring me down to their level. But my level is super cool. (laughs) Because it's chill. really doesn't care about anything besides spreading the truth and love. Even though sometimes you have to lie 
to get to the truth and just exist in this weird ass simulation hologram that we got going of memes and I guess uh, feelings because I don't fuck with feelings but I am a meme so I guess I am trapped here technically for a couple more years I don't know how to finish this but whatever Next one's coming soon. I got a show tomorrow in Fayetteville at 9.30 at the Husky Tap House. If you want to support that, it's supposed to be a paid show. You can donate. You can buy a t-shirt, whatever you want to do. I don't care.